0: Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. So just in case you thought we forgot, (laughs) April is still going on, and we are at April 10th. So that makes today 10 days into the 30-day no-shopping challenge that we've started on April 1st. So April is Financial Literacy Month, and this is really important to do it a, a financial literacy challenge, like a no shopping challenge during the month of April because all the information is out there. There's a lot of stuff being spoken about about financial literacy and it's a good time to use a challenge like this to examine your shopping habits. So for those of you who are in the challenge, 10 days down, 20 days to go, you've gotten through the weekend, you, you know, you, you've, you've gotten through a, to a work week and some change. So you're on your way. Stay away from those things that are your temptations. And if you need to write things down that help you to, so at the end of this, you can truly like assess how it went and what were your triggers, um, I've heard a little bit of feedback about things that have come up where it's been a question about can they, can you purchase things that are related to work? Can you purchase things that are related to kind of like your business? And those purchases are different than just regular purchases. So I'm glad that people are thinking of it that way. I'm glad that um, it seems to be very helpful. So if you're in the challenge, be encouraged. Keep going. We've got 20 days left. 10 days went by like that. So another 20 days, we'll get through it. So be encouraged. We're all kind of rooting for each other as we move through this challenge and I'd like to know as we're getting to the end you know how did you feel like you saved money things like that I also wanted to tell you guys a little quick story about what I've been doing so since about mid-February I had decided one day I live I I work in an area that's you know the food after you work someplace for a long time you realize like buying lunch outside you just can't find anything that's good and even though they continuously open up new places I just couldn't find anything that's good and I felt like I was eating the same thing all the time, which was junk. I was eating Bear Burger or I was eating sushi, right? Which you should not eat sushi that many times in one week, and you definitely should not eat French fries that many times in a week. Or I just wouldn't eat. So it was like it was becoming really strange. So I decided, I was like one day, I was like, I'm just gonna bring my lunch. And I was like, you know, I gotta get down on my meal prepping. And this kind of started from the Facebook group where we talked about does prepping meals help? Um, does bringing your lunch help save you money? And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to start bringing my lunch. So I started meal prepping on Sundays, prepping food. And since mid-February to now, I have been prepping my food and bringing lunch every day. I have not missed one day of bringing lunch since mid-February. And a few things have happened for me in that. One is that I have sa- I have saved a lot of money because I used to spend between $15 and $20 a day on lunch. So I've saved that money. But also I'm eating better. I'm bringing my lunch. I bring my lunch. I, I eat my breakfast. I eat breakfast at home or in the car on the way. I bring my lunch and I bring all my snacks. So I'm not spending any money outside during the week. Um and I I bring my own tea. Like I really get into bringing all of my own stuff. And also I'm just eating things that I know what the food is. I know I'm eating cleaner than if I eat outside because some of the options, you know, I'm not going to bring french fries for myself, right? So it's like a double it's a double win. And I realized that it once you get into a habit, this is why I think the 30-day no shopping challenge is really beneficial because this started in mid-February. And so now it's just part of my daily habit. It's part of my daily ritual. And so I don't I don't even think about it anymore as far as like, oh, whether or not I have lunch. I make sure my lunch is packed. And I knew this week was gonna be a busy week for me. So I made sure that I not only prepped the food on Sunday, but I packed it. Like I packed the salad for the whole week into the Tupperware and all I have to do is add the dressing and I packed all of the sides and I packed up the fruit salad and I, pa- I packed everything as so literally as I leave the house this morning I just have to grab everything that's already pre-packaged throw it in my lunch bag and I can head out the door so these kind of things not only are saving me money and time but they're also helping me to eat Better and be more proactive in making sure that not only is my finances in good health, and not only are my finances in good health, but also that I am in good health as far as what I'm eating. So. I just wanted to give you that, like, when you start something and you just keep doing it consistently, it becomes so much of a second nature that it no longer feels like a burden for you, and it just seems like something that you do and you don't even realize it. So again, that's part of the encouragement for even with the thirty days you no know, shopping challenge. Certain things it takes twenty one days to form a habit, and equally twenty one days to break it. So if you spend time, you know, three weeks or more on something, you can, it becomes something that you that you do. At this point, you don't have to worry about it feeling like something that's kind of you have to keep thinking about it. And also today, I wanted to talk about a part of financial emancipation that speaks to how your finances define you. So a lot of people will tell you that their finances don't define them, like, you know, whether they're up or they're down, they're the same person and they portray the same thing to the world. And that is true sometimes. But for a lot of people, their financial status and situation and where you are and, and financially really do dictate a lot and, 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 and speak a lot to how you feel about yourself, your value, your self-worth, and then how you project that out into the world. And so it's important for you to know how you feel about that because there isn't any wrong or right way to handle the emotional part of finances as it relates to what money makes you feel. That is dictated by how you grew up and what you were taught and things that and the value system that came in your family and in your life and how you were raised, right? So as when you become an adult, you can choose to retain that, change it, adjust it. But you need to know what it is. And I think that is the part that people struggle with is not understanding or knowing what is your what is your value as it relates to money? How do you believe your finances define you? So when you're looking at another person, how do you feel like their finances define them? That's a good way to know how you believe it defines you. Your actions. What do you do with money? Are you flashy? Do you want other people to know that you have money? Do you want other people to think that you have more money than you have? Are you that concerned with what that looks like? Do you believe in status? Do you, do you, are you a chaser of status? Do you believe if you're around people who have money, you will look better, seem better, appear better? Like, how much stock and value do you put into having money or, be, or being perceived as someone who has money? It's important that you know that. Because you will make financial decisions based on that. And so you have to really, really assess that and know, okay, this is my, this is where I kind of fall in this. This is something that, occurs with me this is how I kind of feel about money and and it'll, and if you look at it critically again you don't have to have this conversation with anyone else you can have it with yourself so that we don't feel like there's a judgment happening but you can be honest with yourself like you know what I really like it when people think I have a lot of money like I like it I like when people think you know I, I drive this car they think I got money like I like that feeling and and know that about yourself So if that's the case Then you can know that Then you will know You will make decisions To retain that And to always appear that way um, That you can be someone Who I like to look like The person who can help everybody So I, I, I always want to be perceived As someone who has money Because then people will need me And I like to feel needed You know you can get into That level of like emotion As it relates to what How your finances define you Because it's important And at least to the decisions That you will make As it relates to your finances You know And and when you think about it, how do you use your finances to basically write the narrative about who you are? You know, there's a narrative that you portray to the world and you want to know how do you utilize your finances to do that? And it's important, again, to know these things and to have this level of information. It's just really important so that you can understand why you're making the decisions you are making. And then you can adjust. It's hard to adjust decisions and make different decisions when you can't really fully understand why you're making the decisions that you are. So a lot of leading and walking towards financial emancipation has a lot to do with a heavy amount of self-reflection. You need to reflect on who you are, where you come from, the value system that you were, were given as a child, the habits that you witnessed, what you picked up, what you were taught, and how you've implemented it thus far. One of the key things is to know that if you have bad habits, you need to adjust them. It's knowing what a bad habit is, knowing that you have them, and then learning the skills and tools to adjust for those bad habits. That's why we're here. That's why I'm here. It's not about to decide. It's not about judging the ha- bad habits you ha- have. It's about how do we work through those habits and fix them. It's not about adjusting or, or even cr- being critical of the value system that you were given. It's about adjusting it so that it works for you. And it works for you now as the adult that you are now. It's not about beating you up about bad financial decisions you may have made in the past. It's about learning from those decisions and those lessons, correcting your behavior so that you don't make those decisions again in the future and don't become that harmful to your finances in the future. That's what this is about. And so when I talk about what is your financial story, what is the narrative around money with you? What is it that you want people to think of you as it relates to money? How, what is your story? Those are things that are important so that we can make the adjustments. So think about that, kind of assess that, continuously assess that. That's why I'm going to always bring it up ever so often on the podcast because it needs to be continuously discussed. So it's just like that reflective moment. Think about why you are, what your financial story is, how it came to be, what is it, what is the narrative you're creating around your finances and what does it mean to you? If you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at F-I-N Emancipation. Follow me on facebook at financial emancipation follow me on twitter at fin emancipation and if you have anything that you want to give me some feedback on join the facebook group there's all the ways you can just you can leave a post you can have i'm um, sorry a discussion any of that stuff in the facebook group you can have all the discussions that you want with other people who are walking towards their financial emancipation getting free from the burden of their finances Again, 30-day challenge is still going. Congratulations to everyone who's made it through the first 10 days. We've got 20 days to go. You can do this. You got this. And um, thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you'll be back tomorrow as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.